0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, hello, and thank you for joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm so glad that you are taking the time to be with me today. So make sure that if you are not able to listen to the shows, you can always go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Top of the page, click on radio, and it'll take you to the page that has all these radio shows and some that I've done previously, and some I've done on Blog Talk. And you can listen to it right from your computer, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, whenever you want to hear it. Make sure you send them to your friends. We're really trying to make the world a healthier place, a happier place, and a safer place relationally. So I'm glad you're here today. And today, we're talking about this week, this statement that God makes, where He says, Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. And and when I wrote this show, I, I was at a time in my life when I really was thinking, you know, God, how, are you going to do this? Can you do this? You know, it was in my life. It were, uh, you know, other people in my life were struggling. The world is struggling. And I said, you know, you make this statement, God, that nothing is impossible with you. So how can you help my belief? How can you help me? to really, fully, 100% buy into this idea that nothing is impossible with you, even when I don't see you working. Intellectually, I know you're always working. But sometimes I need to see something. And, And what was really fun is that when I decided to do this week about this entire concept, the devotion that is one of my most favorite, which is Streams in the Desert actually addressed this very thing this day and it says he turned the sea into dry land they passed through the waters on foot come let us rejoice with him and that's psalm 66 6. the author goes on to say it is a profound statement that quote unquote through the waters the very place where we might have expected nothing but trembling, terror, anxiousness, and dismay. The children of Israel stopped to rejoice in him. How many of us can relate to this experience? Who of us, right in the midst of our time of distress and sadness, have been able to triumph and rejoice as the Israelites did? How close is God to us through his promises, and how brightly those promises shine? Yet during times of prosperity... We lose sight of their brilliance. In the way the sun at noon hides the stars from the sight, his promises become indiscernible. But when night falls, the deep, dark night of sorrow, a host of stars begin to shine, bringing forth God's blessed constellations of hope and promises of comfort from his word. Just as Jacob experienced at Jabok. It was only once the sun sets that the angel of the Lord comes and wrestles with us and we can overcome. It was at night at twilight, that's Exodus 30 verse 8, that Aaron lit the sanctuary lamps. And it's often during nights of trouble that the brightest lamps of believers are set ablaze. It was during a dark time of loneliness and exile that John had the glorious vision of his Redeemer. Many of us today have our Isle of Patmos, which produces the brightest memories of God's enduring presence, uplifting grace and love in spite of our solitude and sadness. And how many travelers today, still passing through their Red Seas and Jordan rivers of earthly affliction, will be able to look back from eternity filled with the memories of God's great goodness and say, we passed through the waters on foot. And yet even these dark experiences with waves surging all around, we stopped and said, let us rejoice in him. And that's J.R. Macduff. Goes on to say, there I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will sing. And that's Hosea um, chapter 2, verse 15. I love this idea of through the waters, the deep dark nights, when we can't see anything, the stars shine. We don't see the stars shining when the sun is shining. But when it's dark, when it's lonely, when we are unsure, and when we're losing faith, we, we want to look back and say, what has God done in my life? What has he done for me? And if you can't find some of those, then you need to look forward. And I'm going to read you a couple of verses that I really like, that really helped me through this time. And this is Mark chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, and it's the New International Version. And it starts at verse 23, and it says, quote-unquote, If you can... Said Jesus, If you can, he says, Everything is possible for one who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And we look up farther in Matthew chapter 21, 21 through 23, in the New International Version. And Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith, and do not doubt. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And I think for me, I read these and intellectually, I get the concept of believing. My problem, and maybe you share this, is I'm not always sure if what I'm asking for is the right thing to ask for. You know, we get all these teachings that say, you know, it has to be God's will, and you believe for God's will, and it will be done. And, and sometimes I just say to God, I do believe you can do anything. I just don't know if what I'm asking for or believing for is the right thing. And I'm going to address that a little bit later in the show. But I want to read you a couple of more verses about this and this is Matthew chapter 19 verses 25 through 27 says when the disciples heard this they were greatly astonished and asked who then can be saved Jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible Peter answered him we've left everything to follow you what then will be there for us not interesting Jesus just got done saying to him listen with man it's impossible but with God all things and Peter, Peter answered him and said well but hey we left everything to follow you what, what's gonna happen to us this is part of the relationship with a God that is indescribable so expansive that we can never possibly really know him completely he knows us completely but it's going to take us eternity to know him completely. The greatest compliment you can give God is trust. The greatest compliment you can give God is trust. That's one of the hardest things for us as humans is to trust. So it goes on to say in Matthew 19, 25 through 27, it, it really talks about this you know, wow, if we can't do it on our own, if we can't do it in our own strength, who can be saved? And this is where God is saying, it's not possible for men, but it's possible for me. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13, verse 13, it says, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. That was that was an incredible verse for me to find. But, you know, I thought to myself, you know, even when I can't believe he's going to do the impossible for me, I'm losing, I'm losing faith. I'm struggling with unbelief. I'm struggling with commitment. This is what Peter was saying. Hey, I left everything to follow you. What's going to become of me? We see in 2 Timothy, it says, even when we're faithless, he remains faithful to us. He never loses hope. He never ever abandons the work of his hands and Isaiah uh, chapter 50 verse 2 says was my arm too short to ransom you do I lack the strength to rescue you and I love it when God talks to us in a rhetorical manner he's saying come on is my arm too short I made the universe I can reach anywhere I can reach past the universe that you know he says do I lack the strength to rescue you because he's also in that little statement, do I lack the strength to rescue you? He is pointing to his son, Jesus Christ. Remind yourself of the strength that God had to die for all of us, the blood he shed and rising again so that we can live forever. This world is passing and it's fleeting. The most important thing is are we, are we doing what God has asked us to do down here to impact his world? Are we letting him work through us? And it becomes a faith and a trust issue. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, You are the Lord, the God of heaven and earth. Nothing is too hard for you. And God says it this way. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? You know, this next verse, which is my favorite, one of my favorites, my life verses. This is Isaiah 55, 7 through 9. And it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is God saying to us, you're trying to understand something you can't understand and comprehend. Relax. Is my arm too short? am I not strong enough? He says, is anything too hard for me? And this is where we can really just say, you know, my faith, my trust in God has everything to do with just that, just faith, just trust, not me understanding, not me comprehending, not him giving me the plan so I can say, okay, now I can trust you, God, because now I see what you're doing. Or now I can have faith in what you you are able to do because you just did it. This is beforehand. This This is how children are with parents. They don't understand a lot of things in the adult world because they're little kids. They just trust that their parents are going to take care of them. They go to their parents and they say, hey, this is what I want. Sometimes they're asking for something that the parent says, you know, that would be good for you. I'm going to do that for you. Sometimes they ask for something that might, might be frivolous, and the parent says, you know, that, that could be fun. Sometimes they're asking for something that is not even close to what would be healthy or good for them, and they want it so badly. And the parent has to say, you know what? You need to trust me. You need to have faith in me. I'm bigger than you. I'm caring for you. I see a bigger picture than you see. Ephesians chapter 3, 19 through 21 says, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And I am here to tell you that I have learned this in my life. And it saddens me many times to think that that I didn't trust God because of all the things that I thought I was supposed to do and I wanted to do. And God slammed doors shut on me. And the only doors God opened for me were doors I didn't, I didn't necessarily understand. And even when I walked through them and I began to do what he asked me to do, It was wonderful, but it wasn't necessarily what I thought I was supposed to do. And so when I look back, it's very humbling to see how brilliantly God has done my life. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that in spite of everything, I still believed in him. I trusted him. I had faith in who he was, that he was a good God and he would never harm me. But some of the dreams I had had to die And some of it broke my heart. And when I really said, you know what? God, I I either trust you or I don't. I'm now, you know, almost 56. And I have so much more understanding of why God put me in the family he put me in, why I was adopted into that family. The more I learned about my biological family, the more I saw, really, I'm understanding better how God made me. I understand that he really knew what was best for me. And that the career path of being a psychotherapist, being able to really inspire and motivate people, is really what he made me to do. But see, I always wanted to just be a performer, I wanted to sing. I loved it. And that was not God's plan. And so I learned this verse his thoughts are not my thoughts his ways are not my ways as high as the heavens are from the earth his ways are higher than mine and he says then again in ephesians three nineteen to 21 know this love that surpasses knowledge because i like to rely on knowledge i like to know i like to understand and i will research i will think and think and think and gather information and God many times has to say to me, I didn't give you a brain or or the, the level of intelligence so that your faith was based on, on understanding. My love surpasses your knowledge. I want you to be filled with the measure of God, with me. I want God says, I want you to be filled to the full measure of me. And I want you to know that I'm able to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask for or imagine. And that is according to my power that is at work within you. Nothing is impossible for God. So thinking of several concepts that made this, this message possible, This was the first time the word possible surfaced. It was followed by four different places which focused on what what is possible with God and that nothing is impossible with God. I was struck by how much I still struggle with this concept. Even though I have been a Christian truly the majority of my life, I've seen God do impossible things for myself and for others on countless occasions, and I frequently remark to all, to friends, to clients, to family, how thankful I am that God is not easily offended. Because although I believe that God can do the impossible, and I pray to God countless times a week for him to do that very thing, I continue to be shocked and amazed every time when he actually does it. That's kind of a crazy belief. Like, I really believe but then when he actually does it, I'm amazed. Where I should be having this spirit of expectation that of course he did it. So, you know, I I started to think when I I really wanted to do this show, um, have this week, really be focusing on this. I thought that maybe many of you struggle with the same concept. Maybe you have things that you know are impossible. You have a family member, a friend, you have a financial issue, emotional, physical, I don't know, relational issues or problems. And that might have brought you to the end of your possibilities, brought you to the end of your strength, and brought you to the end of desperation. And I've been there many times in my life where I said, you know, God, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Because I either don't have the ability, the talent, the strength, the intellect, the, the effort, whatever it is, the intention, I don't have it. So if you don't do something, it's not going to get done. And so it kind of comes down to this. Let, let me just like say this statement to you again. I say to God, Lord, if you don't do it, it won't get done. This is truly as good as it gets. I've done everything I can, everything I can think to do. I'm weary, I'm disappointed, and I don't even know if I can hope anymore for anything different. I'm resigning myself, maybe this is your will, maybe I just need to accept this. And that's conversations that I've had with God over my life. That I've said, you know, I don't even know if I can hope anymore for anything different. I'm resigning myself to this. Maybe the, the circumstance I'm in is, is your will, because it's not changing. And if you don't change it, it's not going to change. I've done everything I can. So I began, you know, I pulled together all of those favorite verses that I read to you. And it was inspiring in and of itself just to do that little exercise. So I want, I want to, you know, when I read those verses to you and I started the show with that, I really want to inspire you to know who your God is, that he is the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. With God, all things are possible. God's arm is not too short to save and nothing is too hard for God. These are the amazing statements I took out of all of those verses that I read to you in the beginning of the hour. Now, I know in my head it's true. I've read about the miracles that God has done, parting of the Red Seas, the virgin birth, healing the leper, the blind, the deaf, the lame, etc. Excuse me. But I've also seen miracles he's done in my life and the lives of my clients, my friends, my family. And yet I'm presented with a new dilemma. Every single day, a new dilemma. Or I'm presented with a chronic, enduring issue in my life, and I question God all over again. I question God as if I had no history with him. And I say to myself, where is my faith? He's moved mountains in my life. And I'm presented with another one, and I act like I have no history with God. So this is an important first point that we are going to talk about, and that is history. History. This is why the Bible is so amazing to us. It's history. We get to read about all these people. And you you read about the history of other patriarchs of our faith, people that have endured, people that have overcome. We read about their lives and what God has done, and it increases our faith. And it helps us to believe that if, God, if you do that for them, I'm gonna believe you'll do it for me. But more than anything, I'm gonna believe that you are good. You are faithful, you are honest, and your love is deeper, wider, more expansive than I could ever comprehend. And that's my belief. So that I can trust whatever the situation I'm in, He's either going to change it in a way that I'm very happy with, or he's going to take me to a new place, or it's going to take me to a new level. But anything that is going on in my life is going to be used for the good. God always causes everything to come together for your good. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me tomorrow as we talk about faith possibility, how strong God is, how willing he is, how enduring he is, and how faithful he is, and that we can believe. So thank you, Jeremy. You're the best producer. Appreciate it. God, have a great day today. Nothing, nothing is impossible for God.
0: To hear today's program again, or to share it with someone else, please go online CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at three p.m. and twelve noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember: be your own best version.